Hello. Welcome back to the Granite Zero podcast. Before we kick this podcast off, I want to briefly talk about CBD. Now, CBD is scientifically proven to help with a whole manner of different things that goes on within the body and the mind. I happen to use the CBD oil for my mental health issues that I have. It helps focus me, it helps get rid of depressive thoughts, etc, etc. But I also use the muscle rubs, which helps with my ankle ligament pain and also the joint pains in my knees. It's brilliant stuff, it's brilliant stuff. And the stuff that I use is the one and only Kent CBD. Now Kent CBD is brilliant stuff. The runner of the business is a fantastic guy. Helps with uh, people in the military. Helps all over Kent and the southeast as well. It's just got top quality product. And he's a top quality person. So check out Kent CBD. I can't speak highly enough about this product. It is brilliant. And what I'm going to do for you is 10% off. <laughs> yeah, you heard it. I'm going to give you 10% off. You are welcome, my friends. All you've got to do is in checkout, put in the promo code GRANITE0 at checkout, and you get yourself a lovely little discount. Get yourself some 10% off, you know what I'm saying? You are very welcome. And, you know, I'm a nice guy like that. I'm a nice guy like that. But not only is it supporting me at the podcast, it's also supporting a local business in my home county of kent so that's kent cbd promo code granite zero now joining me today is a very very close friend of mine of 30 plus years he is just a fantastic bloke i can't speak highly enough about him he's been a very close friend like i said for 30 odd years he's been with me through thick and thin He's always lent an ear whenever I needed him to. He's always been an avid listener of the podcast and he's been on the show. This would be his fourth time coming on the show and it is a brilliant one. So I hope you enjoy it. And as always, welcome to the Granite Zero podcast, Dr. Chris Smith. Check it out. progress dr chris smith phd welcome back to the grand zero podcast <laughs> pleasure to be back pleasure to be back pleasure is all it's mine nice to, you, know, you know no always 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 good to be on what's this third appearance i think or fourth fourth maybe is it maybe fourth maybe uh, they're all good they're all good right they're all epic conversations 
To be fair, whenever yeah. we, I think we said this last time, whenever we have a phone call, it should be recorded. Yeah, I remember, I, I think I was, I was traveling up some of work, like driving across sort of the north of the country and we had a chat for half an hour, an hour. I was like, man, this would have been a great podcast. <laughs> would have been awesome. Yeah. yeah. But first anyway. up, mate, I have to congratulate you. Oh, no, you, well, okay, yeah, there's other... County champions. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, actually, I was thinking about this listening to your last two podcasts, really, um, because, I mean, you've had some epic sports people. They, have, um, they haven't won the Harry County basketball, though, have they? No, I mean, yeah, exactly. I just think it's very fitting, you know, the trajectory of the show <laughs> to, to have a, a, an international rugby player uh, capped um, for fails. Uh, obviously, Mason Jones... Uh, on last week and now you've got uh, for those of you that don't know the the championship winning coach for the year nine um Herefordshire basketball uh team and you know I mean it's <laughs> thanks for the <laughs> no it's brilliant though mate Gen- generally that sort of stuff I think is brilliant so obviously I think I think that was the one that got away from us when we were in year nine didn't get it, did we? I'm pretty sure we went the whole season unbeaten until the championship game. And game. Just threw it away, mate. Just threw it away. I, I was probably yeah. dribbling up my own ass, mm. getting angry, <laughs> probably had a technical foul. <laughs> I, I, mean, I, it, the, I mean, the important thing is just that is, is giving the kids a chance to play basketball, isn't it? And, uh, like, annoyingly, this sort of stuff, it doesn't happen unless you've got some adult to facilitate it. Um, and, and I'm lucky to have a good group of kids. Um, I mean, I turned up for my first training session, year seven, eight and nine all together. And there was maybe 60 kids, most of whom in year seven who've never played basketball in their life. And then you've got like a handful of really good year nines. You're like, oh my yeah. God, what do I do? Yeah. It's... Not like when we did it. <clears throat> Yeah, well, well, when we did it, mate, we ended up being the coaches. So, oh, no, yeah, same, yeah, I, yeah. I, me and you were coaching the year below us when we were in year ten. Yeah. It's ridiculous. At the end of the day, I yeah. don't even think that's actually allowed. I remember us. We were refing the games in the county. There was some county championship going on, and I think I was refing upstairs. You were refing downstairs. And I called an illegal defence on uh, one of the teams because they were playing a zone defence in year nine. This is thrilling <laughs> conversation for the... Uh, well, for the I listeners. said we've got lots of topics, mate. People are going, uh, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, what, what? Hang on. So just again, put this in context. Last week, Mason Jones is, is giving you detailed accounts of like his tactics in the, in the UFC, like the highest echelon of fighting. Um, and he's got year nine basketball, and all that stuff. And yeah, I'm talking about, I, I, it was probably a year 18. You know, um, I'm talking about us me calling in legal defence. And then the, the, the teacher who was like an adult male was like, uh, we are allowed to play it. And I was like, okay. Definitely just spilled my beer on myself, but whatever. Never but mind, mate. That's the thing, mate. Like, back when we were growing up, we didn't really have like proper coaches in terms of basketball, like rugby. It was a rugby school, so it was we're playing rugby. Like I was, I was thinking about this because obviously my old man used to help out, and he started the Hereford League, and then he fell out with the school because of a mishap with the Millennium Youth Games. <clears throat> and uh, it's like he did loads, but to be fair, my dad wasn't a proper basketball coach. 
I think we've discussed this before, mate. Yeah. But to get people with that sort of knowledge, like why they didn't speak to someone like Graham Biggs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back back then. <clears throat> and, and I mean, you know, you look at the opportunity. Oh, and firstly, just as a side note, um, those NBA silver basketballs uh, that your dad bought, for, uh, they're still at Bishops. They're still there. Um, yeah. They're still there, yeah. Um, so that's all still there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's tough to get the right coaching, to get the right people. And, you know, Big Z, I mean, we think talk about opportunity in Hereford and all that sort of stuff. And, like, his kids have, have gone through... And the system had actually gone through sort of Gloucester and then down into Bristol because of there's much more opportunities. And, and, and he's basically taken it upon himself to, to facilitate that, um, which has led to some really great opportunities for his kids. And, you know, they work hard on it as well. Um, and, you know, you leave Hereford, um, as we both have done, you go play basketball in other parts of the country and, and the system is, is there, it's set up. You could even go and say it's a different ball game. It's a different ballgame. Yeah, and and then, I, you know, I'm fortunate enough I went and played at university and obviously you went and played in the military and we've got guys coming over from different parts of the world and, like, again, the level up is just incredible. It is, um, it, it, Fundamentals. It's, had it's a lot crazy of... how much, like, a, a smidgen of raw talent can get you. Because like, we yeah. weren't bad players. We were pretty mm. decent in terms of Hereford. But yeah. Hereford's a small place. Yeah. And then we, we we found that out when we used to go and play in, in the Gloucester League to start with. Until we started to get a grip of the coaching yeah. and whatnot, we were getting smashed, literally, yeah. well, we were by the Gloucester as... police. Yeah, yeah, but... yeah. But we were kids, weren't we, as well? But, I mean, if it wasn't for that opportunity, we hadn't have gone and played in those leagues and, and got better the way we did. Um, again, talking about personal experience... I probably wouldn't have made the team at uni um, and, and and then probably wouldn't have carried on playing. But, you know, I moved around quite a lot up until I moved back to Hereford. And um, almost every year I, since finishing uni, I moved to a different part of the country. And you could just turn up, find Google basketball in Hitchin, of all places. And, I, and there's a basketball team. And then, like, suddenly I know no one in Hitchin and I've got 10, 12 mates who I'll go to the you know go to training with and go to, go for a pint afterwards and become good friends with and you know um it, it's it's really important i think for kids to have an opportunity to play sport not yeah. just because of their their health when they're doing it and the fundamentals and all the good stuff it teaches them um you know you, you can rely on those networks uh wherever you go and and the reasons why i was keen to coach these kids because you know 60 kids are also turned up 40 kids turn up um, and some of them might carry on playing when they're older. And, and the benefit yeah. of that um, is not lost. And COVID has, has kicked away a lot of those opportunities for, for young people to, to you know, get out and socialise and, and play in, as part of a team just because, um, you know, they couldn't do it for the right reasons for a while. And, um, and probably there are some adults who are reluctant to mix in a situation and, and you know everyone's busy and all that sort of stuff so that's why it's really important for adults yeah, yeah. to step up and say oh, I'm going to go coach this team or you know I'm join scout, scouts or whatever it is that they want to do but do something to help it's kids. definitely important it's definitely important especially at a young age to get involved in that sort of stuff like I'm trying to get mm. the girls more involved in in sports but to be fair they're not they don't follow in 
like mine and Darren's football football, uh, football boots, should I say? Yeah. It's sport, <laughs> sports wise, or even Kate to some extent, because Kate was a, a, a very talented netball player. The girls have got like no interest in that. But what we have done is we got them into gymnastics. <clears throat> and I just think well, any sport, I think kids should just play sport, not because mm. it's like mandatory at school, you will do PE, because obviously some people don't like it. But the stuff. <laughs> The stuff you learn and and the friendships you build in sports, whether it's rugby, we'll, we'll take rugby. We, we both played rugby for the school, and it was just it was just brilliant. Like we'd go off to Birmingham and fucking Bristol, Worcester, all over the shop playing rugby. Northampton, throw that one out there. Scored against them. Just saying. Um, we the, the rugby game after. Yeah, we did. They? But great game. It was just yeah. The camaraderie that we had mm. as a school through sports, unbelievable, I think. And and you build like lifelong friendships. Like, yeah. we'll take me yeah. and you, for example. We're still friends now after 33 years. Yeah. I don't know, we're old, mate. We're but, old, then mate. You, but then you look at people like, well, we'll take Guy Thompson, for example, a former professional rogue player, if he's still playing. But he's still yeah, close he with the other lads oh, yeah. that used to play in the, in the first 15 11. Mm-hmm. Don't, they don't answer my emails, but whatever. <laughs> get, get them on the show. Get them on the show. Just, just not um, as popular as I thought I was, obviously. Oh. Moved, uh, away. Uh, <laughs> Moved away. Shunned. Left, mate. Yeah, yeah you, you went off on, 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 your, on your own career. Um, yeah, it, it is important. I mean, what you won't believe now, um, obviously, rightly or wrongly, um, bishops have moved away from, from the old rugby thing, and they, te- they do all sports. And they, it's good. Don't get me wrong. It's good that they yeah. do all sports. All sports. Yeah. But for for like the likes of me, and yeah, you, yeah. it's weird. Mm. But then it's also weird when I talk to like Kate and and the people up here or down here, should I say? And they say, "Oh, did you not have a football team? No, we had a rugby team. We were yeah, rugby. Yeah. We yeah. played football in PE occasionally. Really? How, how good would have our fucking football team been? Madness. But I, but you say how good was the rugby team? You know, like, but but the, I mean, they they don't. It was. I mean, it was a big. It's a big commitment from the school to say, you know what, every week we're going to turn out. I don't know how many teams. There's five five years, at least two teams a year, and um, so at least ten teams of, of um, yeah. players, probably more because there's a C team up until about a year, and take half of them somewhere in the Midlands normally. Um, you know, talking, I don't know, 50 kids, 60 kids, two two busloads yeah. over to Worcester, over to Birmingham, you know, wherever. And then you've got to get all the staffing involved. Like, it's a massive commitment um, and, and obviously very expensive for the transport-wise as well. Oh, definitely. Um, and, and it, you know, unfortunately, they've, they've cut back on... They're not, I don't think they're doing that anymore. They're not, they're not sort of going around. I believe Year 10 don't have a rugby team at the moment. Just because, That's, you know... Yeah, well, and again, they probably had two years where they couldn't have a rugby team because they weren't doing yeah, yeah, of course, sports and stuff, and their kids all drop out. Um, yeah, you know, and 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 again, what's really interesting again, interacting in a school environment. I don't know, what it's like for your uh, girls, and um, they've really kind of flipped around the timetable stuff to to limit the amount of interaction that kids get with each other. So, like, you're in your kind of groups, but they they say like lunch break is half an hour it's enough time to eat some lunch and then you go back to lessons because they don't want the kids all mixing together yeah. so half the school are having lunch the other half are in lessons 
So they don't even have like time to socialize with each other. Um, and again, it's for all the right reasons, right? I'm, I, it's, it's for all the right reasons. Um, but you think like give give them a chance to mix and to chat and you know I, I yeah. don't know like there's got to be a it point is where it's for all the right reasons in terms of the the spreading of a, the virus, <clears throat> but in terms of us as human beings and and socially active creatures, we need that. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like we're quite lucky. We've got we got kids. We've got our, our wives. So when we're at home, we're all right. Then you've got other people that are literally on their own. That must be fucking horrible. Although I've got, oh I got mates in my head that I talk to quite regularly. They're they're all right. Um, <laughs> they're the ones they reply to emails, though. Yeah, they're, they're the ones that reply to emails, and they're like, "Do you want to do a podcast?" I'm like, "Definitely." Yeah. And then I end up talking to myself. Those are those are the good days. Those were I, I remember those first podcasts. Oh, yeah, they're rascal like... days. I haven't done one in ages, and to be fair, I probably should because sometimes I get quite anxious that i haven't got a guest for that week where before i'll just go well fuck it i'll go and record mm. but now i'm like well people need it it's, it's like the voice in my head people need the guest nobody needs a guest nobody no shooting into this I'm, I'm not that Button. famous i don't need to have a guest <laughs> which comes on Mate, to my first, now. comes to my first yeah. topic i'm not that okay. famous i'm not joe rogan i'm not getting cancelled right now Joe Rogan. Okay, I've I've got a bit of a view on Joe, but you go on yours first. No, no, you, you go ahead. You go ahead. What do I think of Joe? I tell you what. Um, we're getting into COVID. We yeah, do it now. Do it because obviously it. that's the main reason why it's all started. Yeah, yeah. Is his COVID thing? So, so, um, I've heard you you say on here your uh, what's it pro pro choice on the old, on the old vaccine. Yep. Um, and, I, and I get that. I, look, we could get into my my views on that no. um, later Crack on. on. Um, on. But no, well, we'll talk about Joe first. I, I think the problem with the Joe Rogan stuff, um, it's freedom of speech and all that stuff. Fair enough. But a lot of what his the, the things that they flagged, his guests were spreading what is definitely misinformation, right? So the guy who says he he was part of the RNA vaccine mm-hmm. thing, right? He was. Um, he's saying that the, the RNA vaccine will change your DNA, right? That's a really scary thing to say. You know, if, if I yeah, tell you, hey, Sean, if you do this, it will change your DNA. Well, it, it, it doesn't. It doesn't do that, right? So, so that's the problem. It's not about saying, I, you know, uh, th- that's, the, that's the problem. And, and Joe, to his credit, he's not kind of saying, um, this is, you know, you should come to me for science. And he's saying that people yeah, yeah. shouldn't be listening to me for science, but but they should be listening to a person. He's saying this is a doctor that developed the vaccine. Yeah. And he's saying you shouldn't do that. You, he's saying that it's fundamentally dangerous for you and because it's changing your DNA when it isn't changing your DNA. Um, and, and I think that's the problem. And then the other thing that um, he's, he, so his apology, his initial apology, I think it's progressed a bit more. And he said, well, I'll try and get a more diverse set of views on on topic so if i'm going to put someone who's saying yeah. um it changes your dna then i'll get someone to come on at a different podcast to say it doesn't change your dna but for me that's not good enough because if you're telling a lie yeah. misinformation uh, for whatever reason this person's doing it doesn't matter whether why they're doing it i don't know if you're saying something that's, that's fundamentally false and um, putting another guest on at another time point that has a different view i don't think really um 
really addresses the issue. Um, and I think that that's what the problem is. You know, we both know, and I mean, you listen to him more than I, but he has a, a really unique place in culture for a generation that is probably our age, a, a few years older, and then yeah. and down and down, right? It, uh, because, you know, a lot of traditional media, media doesn't speak to our generation and doesn't speak to the generations younger yeah. than us. He has a massive platform that he quite rightfully has built up on a type of content that is, you know, not the, not the mainstream content, right? That's how he's done it because he, yeah, he, yeah, he yeah. talks in, you know, he gets in, he gets really interesting guests, really interesting guests. Um, and some of them are a bit controversial. Um, and, and that really speaks to a group of people and that's fine and great. It, it, that's where it, get, it gets slightly, and it, you know, is it Joe's fault? I mean, he should—he shouldn't be the guy to find that, out whether that guy's talking to crap that, or not. That's the thing. But it's his team. His team yeah. should be looking at okay, what is this person said, and is that if I put this out to my massive audience, is that is that in some way irresponsible? Like he's yeah. probably not going to get um, David Ike, um, who who whenever um, comes up. I mean, maybe he would get David Ike, but he's not going to get David Ike to say, "Oh yeah, the Queen's a lizard." Um, and and get them and, and have that on there as if as it's something to believe. But if you present someone as this is a doctor yeah, who created the vaccine, and, and 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 there's just a handful of there's just a handful of things on there that it's like that's just fundamentally false. Yeah. Um, and, and and is it? And either he needs to say, he either needs to say, and this isn't his style. Um, Sean, well, I can't I don't know the guy's name. Uh, that's actually been proved to be fundamentally false. Or he needs to be something to, to kind of, or he, or he doesn't. Have he he does at times do that if he if he's um, knowledgeable in the subject they're talking about. Okay. Oh, just it's out. now you frozen. Yeah, we we've we've both frozen. That on the podcast, I'm so I'll wait for you to come back. I think, I think we're getting there. We're on our we're on our way there. Am I still frozen? Yeah, I mean, again, are you frozen? I'm back. Are you back? Smudger. You back? I can't see you. Hold on. I never left. But, yeah, it, it reconnected on my end. Again. See, I can't see you now. Yeah, it's already soft. I can't hear you. Oh, fucking hell. Mm. Fucking bollocks. Let me try. Technical difficulties brought to you by the Planet Zero podcast. Let me try this. Hold on. It's probably going to cut out completely now. Right. Where's your video gone? Yeah, I can't see you, but I can see me. I'm going to stop my video, kick it on again. Brilliant. Come on again, you bastard. There we go. We're back. We're back. <laughs> so, so hang on a minute. Meaty. Why has he got to do that when it gets meaty? 
Yeah, exactly. We got into the good stuff, didn't we? Now, I don't know what your listeners would have heard of that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's recording on to you or recording on to me and when, when you cut out. I, um, I was just about to say something and I've lost my train of thought. Um, <clears throat> yeah, anyway, back to... Uh, back to old Joe. Benchmark, Joe. The benchmark. The, the thing yeah, is, and, and again, that's because he's the benchmark. That's why, And that's why it's important. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, yes, he's had these controversial guests that have said stuff. Things. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> but that's... But he's also had another doctor on. I, I want to say something Singh, his name is. Sure. Who has also done... He's done wonders in, in the terms of vaccines and et cetera, et cetera. But he's also said that other things don't work. Mm-hmm. That fundamentally do and it's like it's 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 madness and that, that's the that, that's the that's the i mean again uh, like uh, there is i mean there's, there's difference between truth and facts and opinion yeah. and, and everyone is allowed to have you know yeah. i think may said it the other week right um you're allowed to have opinions but it's when you pass off whatever your thoughts for whatever reason as facts yes um, and it's like Getting the COVID vaccine, an RNA COVID vaccine, so not all of them are the RNA, yeah, yeah. and that fundamentally doesn't alter your DNA. Now, look, there's another thing that, because of what I've said just a second ago, I need to call out. Sean introduced me as Dr. Chris Smith. I'm not a, medi- <laughs> I'm not a medical doctor. I'm not a medical doctor. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you talked about it. So, so regular listeners to the show will know, because he talks about it, uh, you, to, um, <laughs> to the mates last week. Yeah, not Mason, real. yeah. He's not a real doctor. Um, and, and, but yeah, exactly. What my wife is, but she, she's um, she's she's not here. Well, she's um, in the she's house, busy. but she's not. She's busy she's doing doctor stuff or mum stuff. Yeah, 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 you're, yeah. Right. Well, you're right. At the end of the day, so, so you know that that sort of stuff, you're like perhaps fact check a bit more so that you could probably go. I'll stop you there. That's not right. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think that, but also that's the the beauty of the the Joe Rogan podcast is the fact that he gets these eclectic, various yeah. fucking guests yeah. on, and you can get different viewpoints. There's different things that I didn't realize about um, different medications you could take, like the one that they said was horse dewormer. When it's like, hang on a minute, blah blah blah. Basically, that's what's all kicked this all off was the horse dewormer thing and CNN saying that he was taking. Um, ivermectin, I believe it was. Um, you talked to the wrong. You were talking to the wrong member of the household about this. Yeah, yeah. So basically, there, there's it, it's won a Nobel Prize for dealing with uh, the malaria, not malaria, Ebola right. in in Africa, things like that, and it helps fight these different viruses. It's scientifically right. proven. Blah blah blah. What happened was he took it, got better in about four or five days, which can happen. He's sure. loads of vitamins. He works out regularly, blah, 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 blah. But CNN reported that he was taking horse dewormer because it has been used for that as well. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, so that's basically what's happened. He's called him out and they've, and it, now we're on this fucking power struggle and people mm-hmm. going fucking bonkers. And now, <clears throat> uh, and, and, and it, you know, <laughs> say that last again. The Rock. If yes, well. Was he said? What's the rock said? So, I mean, I mean, so basically, right? The the biggest thing that's come out literally now, which is the latest statement that Joe Rogan has put out, um, apologizing for using the N word. Okay. So yeah. We're, basically, we're, we're, someone has gone. Uh, 
all his episodes and back yeah. previously when he was probably drunk on whiskey, high or whatever, talking in a, in a manner about the N-word, saying how offensive it is, but using it still. Right. Okay. Has taken a, and, and made a compilation of him saying the N-word, but not yeah. put the context with it. So yeah. he's come out now and apologised. Okay, yeah, I context, should never yeah. have said it anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. not in context. And The Rock has now come out and said, well, you're racist or something along those lines, I believe. I might be wrong. That could be complete bro science. Um, but it's like, hey, it's taken out of context. Why the thing is, find accounts? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, but then you've got that, that point that you made at the beginning. Yes, it's freedom of speech, but there's a uh, there's a a point. There's a reason. There's a reason. Like, you can't just go around being racist, though. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, exactly. Um, no, I'm, not, I'm not saying rogue. Yeah, yeah. no, no, ex exactly, exactly. I mean, there's a reason we call it the N word rather than say it, right? Yeah. Because uh, you know, it, it's actually the cultural. The it's steeped in so much yeah. um, racism and so much horrible stuff that. Um, you know, it's, it's not a word that we would utter. Yeah, exactly. um, and, you, you know, what I actually quite, um, I don't know if you've got Disney Plus, if you love try it. to watch, a, a, love, love Disney Plus, if you, if you try and watch some of their older films, they'll say that there's um, some parts of this um, we think are inappropriate. I, I can't remember the exact quote, but it's like, it wasn't right then and it isn't right now, but we're keeping it as it is because this is how it was created yeah. and, I, and i think i think that it wasn't right then and it isn't right now is the the way we should be framing all of this stuff like yeah. it was wrong it, we're not trying to say oh it was a different time and you could you used to be able to say that word or say yeah. that thing that, that's always a good cop out yeah. uh, it was a different time. yeah oh it was different, different time. Time no, it, was, it was still wrong it's yeah exactly it was still whenever however whatever it's still yeah. wrong it you know if you want to preserve that for historical context or whatever, then maybe. But like fundamentally, regardless whether he said it this week in an interview where The yeah. Rock was there yeah. or whether he said yeah. it a while ago, yeah. it was wrong. But it was completely he's apologised for it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, well, and I think it's one of those as well, isn't it? You're going back now. I'm, I'm not like justifying this now, but you're making the effort now to go back through previous yeah. episodes. He's on like something like nearly two thousand episodes. Yeah. I've been watching since, or watching and listening since like 2010 or whatever it is. Like, he's had some incredible guests on there and, and, and some incredible things have come out. Like, wait, you just, just stop trying to cancel people. It, if you don't like it, don't listen to it. Yes, he shouldn't have said those words. But then if you go back in time, and we, I called him out, I called out The Rock myself today. There's a there's a video of him doing an impression of a Chinese person. There you go. Hey, that's racist too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not okay. It wasn't okay then. It's not okay now. Not okay, um, man. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's yeah. I, I mean, I think again, it's a very fine line in terms of yeah. What you can say these days because you're going to offend someone. Yeah. Well, there's. I mean, there's just some, some things that you shouldn't kind of be able some to things say. You shouldn't say like, no. Exactly, and, and again, I think things have moved on. It, I think it's yeah. I mean, there's there's so many different ways you can look at it. Um, but Whoopi Goldberg's just been cancelled as well, isn't she? 
Yeah, yeah. Um, and again, I think I think it's a lot of it is people just not really. If you start treading on something that is so important to some people, if I'm wondering, I start talking about any any of this stuff, and um, yeah. be like, well, you don't know what you're on about. And if you're saying, oh yeah, I didn't realize that. Uh, the n-word wasn't a word I was allowed to say because it's in all the rap things that I listen to. Well, I, I don't understand it enough to to be there because it's it's not something that's fundamentally really important to me. Yeah. And you know, Whoopi Goldberg, um, obviously very um, up on on some things, and on this one, she's I think she's apologised and realised it was a misstep. Um, because missed. she's saying, oh, well, it wasn't racism. Well, actually, I mean, they they talk about the master race, and it's, it's, I think yeah. it's not out of malice. Perhaps I don't know. You know, uh, we, we don't know when we work. When, and again, when we know what's going on in our head? But sometimes you've got to just think about what you're saying. Just because it's not about color doesn't mean it's yeah someone's race. Yeah, like, like three million, but <laughs> three million Jewish people. Yeah, and you're just saying exactly that. That's yeah. not a racial thing. Well, yeah, anti-Semitic. You know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a real. Um, but again, I'm not defending what she said or anything. Um, it, yeah, some people sometimes you say something without realizing. Yeah, we've um, all been. I, there. I mean, I, and I don't know what motivated her to say it either, because I've not seen the context. I don't know whether it was something she'd been thinking about for a while, or whether it was something that someone said and she she just on the spur of the moment said something um, that was was incorrect and she'd not ever yeah, had a chance was, to think um, about it. And that, it was, that's the thing. We were talking about it. I think it was the um, anniversary of the closing of Auschwitz, I believe. Right. Yeah. Um, she, she just started going off on this rant. And I think everybody was going like looking at her as if to yeah. say, can you, what, what, yeah, you need to, you need to stop talking now. Just, yeah. Yeah. You don't. Like, uh, my car or something. Yeah. Um, and again, like, you know, it's, um, it's t- tough when it, I mean, she, she's well, she was on a talk show or something, was she? Or she, is she yeah, like, an, it was like the American version of Loose Women, I think. Loose Women, yeah, yeah, exactly. So they're paid to kind of talk about something that they might, she might not have known it was the thing that was coming up. Or, I mean, I, again, I, again, I'm not going to defend her about what she said, she's apologized <laughs> yeah. for it, but um, yeah, you've got to be careful, didn't you? You've got to be careful, because um, got- there's always someone who knows more about something than you, yeah. Um, and so when you start talking about it, if you've not given it the consideration that it deserves, certainly if you're going to start making saying things like that, yeah, then yeah. Um, someone's going to call you out and say, hang on a minute, you're, you're wrong. And yeah. I know you're wrong because this is something that has fundamentally affected my life for all of these sorts of reasons. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's... Uh, that's another enough. thing that Rogan actually generally does. He obviously, he probably didn't do it as much with these doctors because mm-hmm. they're supposed to be... Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, if he's if he's discussing something, he will always turn to his producer, which is Jamie, and go, Jamie, can you check that for me? Oh, does he? Yeah, yeah. He, he oh, right, if they pull out a fact, because he, he he'll go pull that shit up, Jamie, and he'll pull it up and he'll check mm. it. And if he goes, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But he also says things like, "Well, don't listen to me for this sort of stuff." I'm a, yeah, exactly. You know, I tell Dick yeah. to believe it. Yeah, and uh, and again, that's the right thing to do. Um, but then he. But yeah, I think but again the problem. Careful with again, the, with the, the problem was you said, but you're also saying you're saying don't listen to me. Listen to this person that I've got as a guest. Yeah, I think that was the problem. I, I, um, I get that. I do get that. But also, stop trying to cancel people. Yeah. Unless I mean, the, unless you're someone like Mason Mason Greenwood, then you can cancel. Yeah. Him. Well, he deserves to be cancelled. Uh, 
the, I saw again just on Facebook today. It was I don't know who it was. One of the you know um, tabloids, and they were like talking about him. And there were so many people like saying, "Oh, you know, what about innocent until proven guilty?" And all that stuff. And I was like, "Dude, like." Yeah. Forget about that. What about this this young woman who should be celebrated for standing up against yeah, exactly. um, this this man, boy, whatever you know, whatever you want to say, who who's done something horrible? Now, look, if 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 it came out and it was all fabricated, then I'll I'll say an apology then. But at the moment, he should be pulled from the team. You know, all yeah, you know, they've, um, it, they've even United have even issued a statement saying he's never wearing that shirt again. Just it, yeah, exactly, and and all these folks are. Oh, what about you know? You should be allowed to play until he's been been on trial. No, and, or, no like you you forego that right when you do something like that, and um, the evidence is is yeah. relative is clear enough to, yeah. to say well no that probably happened. Sure, it will go to court and justice should be served, but you don't deserve to be no. um, representing well, any goes, any kind anyone. Even if he does get off in court, he's never he won't he won't be playing football ever again. No, no. Although, annoyingly, um, I do believe he will be getting a bit of a handsome payout from United for terminating his contract. I don't know. That maybe. Because yeah. he's going well, to find a new contract till 2026 or something like that. So, I mean, most contracts have a gross misconduct clause um, that you can be sacked from a gross misconduct. I mean, who who knows? And, like, you know, whatever um, it is, that will be for him and Manchester United to decide between them. Manchester United can afford it. He doesn't deserve it to get the money, but yeah. if he gets the money, he gets the money. Like, the, the main thing I think is important is that the example is set, that there's the um, set, someone who's... The right support is given to his... To her. Head. Yeah, yeah, the right support is given to her, and, and she, she's in an environment where she can come out and, and kind of say what happened, and, um, and she's given the support. And again, that the example is like this is not a way to treat anyone, um, you know. Particularly, never mind someone who you're meant to be, um, you know, a partner of. It's, it's not the right way to treat people, and um, that's that's the most. Those are the two important things. Whether Mason Greenwood walks away with whatever money he would be paid over the next few years, or whether he gets nothing or something in between, it's kind of irrelevant. It's irrelevant. To, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, yeah, United have lost a lot of money on that, but that's yeah, not the important thing. It's definitely going to be the last time I speak about him on his show because he doesn't deserve my yeah. airtime with all my listeners. Yeah, exactly. They fuck, um, they fuck you. Just horrible. I mean, yeah. So massive, like massively upsetting. Like as a as a United fan, he was going to be the next big thing. Like, <laughs> and I jokingly said to the to the lads on the on the whatsapp groups like there must be some sort of issue with that number 11 now because obviously Giggsy's had his issues oh yeah yeah he did didn't he and he's got yeah. his court date coming up for domestic violence and now this fucking prick mm. is like stop it yeah yeah no I've, yeah i didn't even I think, couldn't, put, put I that do it i couldn't do it i could hit a bloke sure have done like i've been there when you've done it um and I, I could not, I couldn't do it to a chick. No, and, and again, I know you were talking, I can't remember if it was last week, we were talking about it, and uh, yeah, I, I mean, I just don't, like, uh, what distorted view of humanity do you have where, where that comes across in your mind as a, an appropriate response to anything, really? Yeah. Um, like, it's just, yeah, such entitlement and 
possessiveness and you know I just it's just sickening isn't it it's just sickening um and and yeah I, I can't see myself in those well, doing that with dickheads on fucking Facebook I know I shouldn't uh, have arguments with people on Facebook but I do wrong guy about that um but there was one bloke that was like he put he popped up and went hey but it can't be rape because that's his girlfriend I was like are you yeah. are you for real right now as someone who fundamentally doesn't understand the the, the notion of consent yeah. um, and that's worrying it's worrying that there's people out there that don't understand it but um yeah yeah Oof. oh can't I can't even fathom to put into my mind like we've both got daughters you know what I mean sure. Like, yeah, yeah. They would the fuck couldn't, couldn't. I can't even do it. I'm not even gonna do it because it gets me all wild up, and I can't do that shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, should we go on a lighter subject? Well, then, uh, which what are you gonna? What's your next one? I've got, uh, uh, you know, we've got Boris. things. <laughs> oh, but oh, right, I thought we were gonna go Queenie, Boris, uh, mate. We'll I mean, he's. Uh, I mean. Uh, you know my views on Boris have never been favourable um, because I've always thought he was a lying scumbag who was only ever in it for himself. He um, quite a lot of evil in this country. And I'm going to I'll hold my hands up, myself included. You know, and, and it, what, what, one thing that really annoys me is, A, he, he's shown just, he's not shown any sort of, leadership in this issue he's not ever once gone hey look i was wrong i'm going to have all my hands up and i'm going to say i was wrong i'm accountable and you know it's only ever when when he's been called out on it that's only when it ever comes up so the first party or whatever he didn't say actually we were doing that all the bloody time and i'm going to say there was 11 instances or however many sue grace fan and and I'm really sorry about all of them, but it, we fundamentally thought that it was okay, but it wasn't. It wasn't okay then, and it's not okay now, and this is what I'm going to do to fix it. It's only ever, oh, you found out about that one. Oh, I better apologise for that one, and, I, but not I really apologise. Sorry, Mr. Speaker. Thank yeah, and, and, and then he's, he's kind of blaming other people for it as well, yes. uh, rather that's, than... That's a massive thing there, because you, you've spot on. Like, that's not what a leader does. No. And I think I, sp- I spoke about this with recently, uh, Reese Thomas. Yeah. A leader will take it first. He'll say, no, nope, that's my fault. Yeah. I'll exactly. deal with it. It's all, it's on me. And then you go to your team and go, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. And then you have yeah. it. Shit rolls downhill. Like, mm. I do it at work. So if my team are fucked up, I fucked up because they're my team. Mm. They fuck up, I fuck up. It's not like... Yeah, yeah. They fucked up, and I go, "Well, it's fucking their fault, dickheads." And, and like oh, the culture well, is his culture, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. Shining in, yeah, yeah. in light, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, yeah. No, because they they are literally versions of me. I've taken them through training. I've made sure that they're my team. If they fuck up. That's a reflection of on my skills as manager and a, as a as a leader of the team. Yeah. And, and this was even this wasn't even just he, skills. He it was like the country. It's, it's fundamental culture. Like what what he culturally was doing in that in that 
um, you know, running that department because you know, obviously he runs government and he's the PM, and then there's number 10 as the yeah, office yeah. of the prime minister. And it was like it wasn't even just like stuff that was happening in government somewhere or something that was like so far detached from him that there was no way he could know what was happening. Yeah, exactly. it's like literally it, like, actually in his own flat. It's not and, like he's and, walked out in the garden with a bearing of what the fuck are you? Yeah. And, and he's saying, <laughs> oh, you know, and one of his defences is he said, you know, oh, yes, we we're all working outside with this wine and cheese and my kid and my wife. Um, and we're all just there. And, you know, fundamentally, I should I, I'm wrong. I should have got, asked everyone to, to go back inside and done it inside. I was like, but why? Why are you drinking at work? Like, yeah. like <laughs> have you got have you got an issue, mate? Do you, do like, you what, what, what's going on? Um, yeah. Oh, it was very stressful. It was really, really stressful. Oh yeah, great. Do you want me to? What about my wife's job when she was working in the COVID wards? Was yeah, it okay? Exactly. They all cracked open and said, "You know what? We're all going to have a piss up outside for a bit, yeah, and then we'll crack back on the afternoon." The doctors like, have a line. Yeah, uh, it it's just um, again no no accountability on the guy. No, he's been proven to be a serial liar. Loads of his previous employers have come out and said he's awful. But one of the things. Um, and this isn't just a Tory party thing. This is a whole government thing, a whole sort of politics thing. Yeah, yeah. Like it, to get rid of him, it's it's down to the no, how was it? Fifty-four Tory MPs need to say, yeah, yeah, uh, we're going to no. And then there's a leadership sort of a vote of no confidence, which I think again is just the Tory MPs. Yeah, the Tories, I think, yeah. Um, yeah uh, so I don't know who gets to vote in that. So like, who's uh, and then um, if he if we were to get rid of him. They, the people who get to pick the next prime minister is is the Tory party, and it, I think it's I think it's all Tory party members. It's not just yeah. the MPs, but like you know, it, it's like a hundred thousand people um, who who have. Well, we've frozen again. Oh. Um, and I think he will go before the election by the sounds of things. But um, I mean, it looked like on at the, at the end of the week that he might be gone by this this by now but um you know yeah it's down to 54 people to say well, i don't like him and then there's a this and that and we should you know we shouldn't be doing that at this moment in time no. um because there, there's the, the issue crane kicking off covid and whatever and, and this massive cost of living crisis i mean everyone's feeling the pinch everything's going up in price everyone's going my paycheck isn't lasting as long um, recovery from COVID and um, both socially and economic, all those things are really important. And like we should, you know, how much time has Boris and his core team that run the government, run the country, how much have they been putting in in saving his skin in the last two, three months? Like loads of time. That's what loads of time they've been putting in rather than addressing what are the important yeah, issues. Exactly. So like we shouldn't be doing it now, but they, they need to get rid of him, but they shouldn't be like... we. Like why are we why are people spending time on on something that they shouldn't be spending time on at the moment? Um, but, and it's because he, he wants to save his own skin. He wants powerful and be a PM and all that stuff. It is what it is, mate. Yeah, and just simply, he's a cunt, mate. <laughs> it's like it's it's it's. it's Obviously, the the lockdown stuff is is it wound me up anyway. Back when it fucking first happened, back when he was having his fucking wine and cheese, we were in um, fucking category four or whatever it was called. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Where I was, we, we weren't allowed to do anything. It ruined yeah. our whole Christmas. I was supposed to go I, home to Hereford. Yeah, yeah. Unable to do that. And was it to nothing? And he was just chilling out, having some fucking me time. And, and all of it, and, and just so many people who, um, you know, everyone's got stories of what they didn't get to do and who they didn't get to say goodbye to or spend time yeah. with or make memories. And, and like, you know, I look at our, our experience here. Um, I remember back to like, yeah, Imogen's birthday party and like, you know, she's like, you know, we've got people turning up at the door and like dropping a present and we've got yeah. like a line that they're not, you know, and, and the worst thing about that story um, is, that it, it, is that if you think of all the people that have given stuff up, like that is nowhere near, anywhere near a bad thing, right? As in comparison. And yet yeah. he's off having a buddy party with all his work colleagues and inviting external people in. And like apparently the interior designer was up in this flat park. So it's just like, come yeah. on. By the way, like, it's all the interior the designer and her designs. That's disgusting. No. Don't paint on your street like that. That's horrible. Get someone I'm, like Kate in who knows what she's doing. My there you go. Only little, but it's lovely. But but also, right, here's a big one for me. <clears throat> right. We've all broken rules from time to time when we shouldn't have done it. And Occasionally you get caught. Sure. Right? Who was the fucking dickhead that thought it'd be a good idea to go, we're having a fucking bit of a cheese and wine party here. Shall we take a photograph? Who who took the photograph and who went, mate, don't do that. Because if I get out, we're fucked. Nah, I'll be well, wrong. I mean, the... I can't, uh, I can't remember her name. It's like Allegra Strachan or something like that. Um, she was... Or Is that Allegra, the one that she, she was... The press conference. Oh, the we, press conference. Oh, we It wasn't even social distance. Her, she got fired straight away or she stepped down or whatever straight away um, uh, because she said a, about it. That was a you step down before you get fucking... Well, whatever it was, she was the only person who lost their job in that immediate aftermath. Yeah. No one that was there, no one who organised, no, like the person who got who lost their job was the person who, okay, was laughing and joking on camera, which was a really insensitive thing to do. Sure. But what what are you firing her for? Are you firing her for laughing at the country? Um, are you firing her for attending the party, or are you firing her for being the person on camera who said about it and, and others found out? Because actually, the the worst two offences of the, of those are attending the party and then laughing about it now as far as i'm concerned everyone who was at that party was basically laughing about it because like you wouldn't be there if you you know it's the wrong thing to do so like we had, uh, like we had it with um even down to like our level we had friends that were going around to their mum and dads for like christmas for example when it's like well we've been told to do that, yeah i'm yeah, yeah. it why are you doing it and then no, you, you get in and you get your little fucking devil on your shoulder going Oh, they, get, they get fucking COVID for that. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean... But yeah, the, I also get the other... So I've got that devil that's telling me, I hope they get fucking COVID bad. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. They die. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Just bad. get long COVID. And then you get the other one pops up and goes, why don't you just go out and do just it? Go. Yeah, no, it's and then you get the other one on top of your head going, it's not even real, man. Yeah. Like, it fucking is real. Get off. Like, like we... <laughs> like, like, we had one, yeah. Um, I'm still we undefeated, were, by the way. I'm full of a oh, cold. Yeah. Ugh, full of a cold. Took a test. Still undefeated. Two years undefeated. 
two years and I, 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 I took the PCR test earlier this week because I had a cough um, but like, we had one where it was it, just before um, end of school uh, last year so when Imogen was in reception and like last two days of school growing up mate um, when you if you if you got if you were a contact of COVID you had to isolate yeah, yeah. so Imogen get, got pinged that day um, like on the, the second to last day and school's closed um, and it meant that she couldn't go to her um, grandma's oh, 60th yeah. birthday. Yeah. Um, and like it wasn't a big birthday party. It was literally um, our lot, you know, Martha's brother, um, Martha's mum and, and like one friend. Like, so there was like literally no one going to be there um, and her brother. Um, <coughs> and we're like, no, we can't. We just can't take you. I mean, you know, so me and Imogen stayed at home. Um, they went to the party that was legitimate, uh, Martha and Ivy. Um, and it's just like we, like you're you're obeying the rules, and we're like we know Ivy's, we know Imogen's had COVID because we we were not undefeated. Uh, we we got it um, before it, it was even before there was a lockdown. Um, cool, mate, you got it before it was cool, mate. Because Matt Hancock, who studied PPE at Oxford, couldn't get any PPE to uh, the doctors. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, ironic. He didn't have a friend that was selling it. No, he did. He did. Yeah, that that. I mean, again, you look at. I mean, there's so much stuff. All all these COVID loans and all this PP they've just written off X billion. Yeah. Um, and you think how much how much money have we wasted on yeah. on all this procurement and all these dodgy things where you've given yeah. it to your mates? Mate, there's so many dodgy things that were going on. It's like uh, every, every fucking even the even us thick kids like me were like, that's a bit dodgy, mate. Mm. But no, 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 it's fine. It's fucking. But they're, I mean, they're, and they're like, they're just giving it to their mates. And there are examples of, of people who are like, yeah, they, they, all of a sudden, like a small consulting business that's run by, you know, some, some sort of Tory peer or whatever donor, like small consulting business, all of a sudden gets this massive PPE contract. Um, because, uh, you know, and it's because, they had to upscale quickly and they go and they who, who do i trust i trust my mate i trust my mate to do it because if my mate says they'll do it then they'll do a good job and um, but but you know the you know fundamentally they didn't necessarily have the skills or capabilities to to do that thing and yet there were lots of companies who did have contacts but like yeah i could get some ppe i've sourced it already um because there was such a large volume um to to try and find all these individual people they, they didn't go to they didn't go to the experts they went to people that they knew because yeah. it's, a, it's an easy way to that little phrase you just said then they didn't go to the experts yeah i know yeah exactly but well, uh, i mean the experts yeah yeah oh, i mean it's, it's crazy money but they end up costing more money you so much money i don't think they were trying to save money they were just trying to get it but they you know yeah yeah, it's just, it, that was. A, I mean, that that was a tough supply chain to manage. But again, you're giving it to to people and stuff's turning up and it's dodgy, and you're like, oh, we're all on another contract anyway. And you're like, what? Yeah. yeah. Just find out how much this person paid for it because there was marker. That's the problem. There was marker. Yeah. And find out how much they paid for it. And say, look, I'm, I'll, I'll cover your costs, mate. But this thing's fundamentally wrong. We're not going to use it. Yeah. Um. Ah. Work towards these forever um uh, yeah unwavering on 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 some of the stuff that i've viewed it's, it's, it's really and it's the same in terms of these politicians even when they leave office you're like 
-hmm. even even the worst of us like you've got obviously boris he'll be fine when he leaves because of all his backers and whatnot they'll be giving him fucking speaking events that he can go to fucking wherever that's backed him financially and he'll go and do a, a chat and get 35 grand for the chat or whatever it is because fucking i mean, I mean if i have 35 grand where tony blair gets it now if i have 35 grand and i was looking for a speaker event i think boris johnson probably be a pretty good speaker to be fair um but <laughs> but i don't know if i want to pay 35 grand for it um I mean, our our local MP, uh, well, my local MP, Herbert Je Jesse. I've heard him speak. Very good speaker, but like they call him Boris. It was, a, it, was a, it was the one we had when we were growing up. Lib Dem. Oh, uh, Paddy Ashtown. And no. also Paddy Ashtown. He was the leader. Paul yeah. Keach. Keachy. Yes, he used to eat in the Crown and Anchor, mate. He did. Yeah. He he. Um, so his kids were in scouts when I so the, his kids were younger than us. You know that because they were eight at the Crown Anchor. Um, but they were in the scouts and Rude. they did like a, a scouts. Yeah, yeah, you said they were like playing on their video yeah. games, didn't they? Always, as if you remember that, but yeah. Yeah, I remember you telling me that. Always. Um, yeah, but he, yeah, he came on some scout camp that I think I, I went to because it was like a family scout camp. Um, and they came with full set of wine glasses um, and like all the everything. And then um, yeah, white white wine glasses and red wine glasses because like you wouldn't want to drink red wine out of a white wine glass when you're camping. Um, incredible. A red, okay, a red wine glass uh, tends to be bigger and slightly uh, a, a larger base, so you can have to swill it more. I don't know why, but they just are. Is that right? So, is that to make you look more of a cunt when you're drinking wine? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I don't know why. They do that with brandy as well, don't they, and whatnot now. Got my brandy glass, got to swill it. Yeah. Just fucking drink I... it, you cunt. <laughs> I've run out of whiskey in here, otherwise I would have had one. Um, fucking yeah. Uh, Tracy Crouch is our MP, and she's she's not bad. She's all right. Well, she seems... Labour, um, not Labour, presumably Tory. She, yeah, she's she is a Tory. She, she's all right. She's all right, she's, she's all right. She's in football. I mean, she came she to football. Our football. Oh, yeah. she, was she was meant to be. to be. Yeah, she was supposed to be doing the presentation that, but apparently she got tickets to the World Cup final. So, if anything, Granite Zero versus Spurs Legends would have been better. So uh, Yeah, yeah. It, it really dragged that game. The first half was really interesting. and I found it dragged. We haven't talked about the game yet. My legs dragged, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. I lost game. both my big toenails. Did you? Yeah. There you go. That's my that's my own fault for not wearing the old faithful boots. I bought new ones, didn't I? Well, you wanted you had to get ones that were just black, presumably. Yeah, I wore the all blacks. Because I because I didn't want to get my own fine of wearing bright boots. Yeah, I know. Yeah, bright blue. Yeah, well, that's it. When you said, "Oh, uh, yeah," I, I had to buy a new one. I was like, "You definitely only bought them to avoid your fine, didn't you?" Because you you'd have gone for colourful boots. Classic Tomo. Yeah, uh, it was. I, I enjoyed the game. Um, as I say, oh, my oh, first ever funny. game of football. My first ever game of football uh, beyond. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out for you, mate. Big Tomo was full of praises for you. He I mean, like, to be honest, he went, "Your bloody mate." I was like, which one? They're, they're all my mates who are playing. <laughs> Funnily enough. Went, the tall one from Hereford. Chris. Like, yeah? And he went, played bloody well at Santa, right? 
I praise, mate. I'll take that. That's I went, you do know he's not really played competitive football before. And he went, has he not? He bloody should. So there you go. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I enjoyed like, I, I enjoyed the game. I, I was a bit nervous because I was like, oh, man, I, I don't know what, what's going to happen. Um, I'd obviously been, um, I've been doing my running uh, beginning of 2021. Uh, I started going running. Um, not just for the game, a lot for me. But also, it was, it was nice motivation knowing that we had this football game coming. I was like, I need to get some fitness because it was rock, rock bottom. And I think that helped me a lot. Uh, early, look, we're talking about Mason kind of like t- telling you how he did a fight uh, in, 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 a in fight the UFC. Yeah. I, I've, I've not seen the highlights of that. I think, I, no, I have seen the highlights of that match. Um, but The one he won. Yeah, he was, yeah. He was hanging out, he said. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine that? I, I mean... I got flu. I just lie in bed. Like, I just lie in bed, yeah. Dying. Yeah, dying. Um, but, yeah, the early part of the game, they were, like, trying to lean on me and, like, trying to play off me. And I was really comfortable with that because, like, that's basically what happens in basketball, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Is, is they're really close. And then they just said, well, let's let's just go back and get a run-up on this tall man. Um, and that's <laughs> when they started getting a few more calls. It's just so um, frustrating because, obviously... Well, you want to, if you wanted the ball, mate, you should have been playing centre-half. Because like we, I saw plenty of action. I, I should have, I should have gone back. I think, but I knew in my mind I didn't have the legs to play in midfield. Yeah, I didn't have the legs. I had too much belly going on, so I was playing up top, and it was it was hard work anyway. Because I was watching these fuckers, just they were literally doing the basic, they but they were yeah, doing they it. Moving. They weren't. Yeah. They were literally. They were playing the triangle, which is what you were always taught as a kid. You'd be in your triangles. And you just move in a triangle, yeah. little passes, and you and you got. I was like, oh, so frustrating. But but they just. I mean, they were just like they knew what they were doing. They they had the accuracy when they needed it. They had plenty of time. Yeah. What really pissed me off though, hundred percent. Now this really annoyed me because they said to me, "You can't have any players under the age of thirty." We'll say we did. We had Jordan, who is Kate's cousin. He's twenty six. Oh man. Oh, I apologise to Boris now. Um, sorry. sorry, I didn't know. I didn't I'm know sorry, the but their goalkeeper was in like the academy. Yeah, he made a fucking blinding save against me. A couple, in fact. Oh, that's why you're annoyed. Yeah. To be fair, look, what I what I Big Tomo was the best moment of that game was when Big Tomo made a save, and I think he went on the floor. When he got back up again, I was like, incredible. <laughs> I was like, amazing. Um, and, and fair play to him. And he's like, right, I'm off. Like, I know, I just wanted to do it. I, I was going to get on. He wanted, he, wanted to, uh, he wanted to play alongside me and Darren, which is one of the things he wanted to do. Um, but he said to me, he went, as soon as he got lobbed, he got lobbed for the first goal, didn't he? And he went, yeah. when I saw that going over my head, and he went, all of a sudden, I knew I was 70 years old. And I was like, fat one. Yeah. No, I mean, even, even just getting up and just saying I'm going to do it and, like, fair play to the guy. Um, MVP, as far as I'm concerned. Never mind Mark Hughes. Yeah, we played against Mark Hughes, everybody. And you know, yeah, you're surprised he plays for Spurs as well. Um, different Mark Hughes. Different but, Mark Hughes. Played for Ireland, <laughs> though, I believe. He did, yeah. Irish international. Um, he played against some good players, mate. And what made me laugh the most was Kate's dad got our man of the match. And I've been living him for the last year or so now. I was like, or six months, should I say. 
I was like, how did you get man of the match? He went, because I played well. I went, you spent 88 minutes of the game stretching. <laughs> Every time really? I turned around, he was doing a hamstring stretch. And I was like, I'm aware that you're 54 years old. I get it. <laughs> but you're the fittest person on this team. <laughs> yeah. He, he, yeah, he was all right. He was all right. But he, it's because he was the one they all knew. <laughs> yeah. But, mate, I, I, I loved it. The only thing I, I generally didn't like was obviously the preparation for it. Admin has never been my strong, oh, yeah. strong suit, strong point. At organising that game, pretty much on my own. With I did get a little bit of help from the old man and and the likes of yourself that would give me like decent input. But you would get some cunts. I'm not going to name him. I am going to name him. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, well, but not not, not going to name him. But he's got the same first name as you. Yeah, he's got his first <laughs> name as you, and his last name is when you finish something and you go, "Ah, oh, it's done." Yeah, you're annoying me. Just give me some proper input. Instead of giving me these little digs, if you want to do it, fucking do it. Yeah, no, I noticed he got on your on your nerves. I got <laughs> quite rightly that you were pissed off with that. Um, no, I did, you know, it, it was great, and I, I think the fact he got off on and as you say, like it's not necessarily a strong point, but that's not the point. The point is that like you went and you did it, and and yeah. was it just over two grand? Did I see? Yeah, it was. Um, I've got the thing, but my phone died. So I can't even check them. It was, yeah, yeah. It was it, you know, it was a big, big amount, um, and and to some really good charities. And I thought it was lovely that the help here, Rock to Recovery. Oh, nice. Um, <laughs> you know, the, the charity, the charity came out, and they sent their uh, their army fellows. Um, you know what? He's not actually. He's a he's a historian. I see. Yeah, he's. Um, well, it's, anyway, look the part. Because I, I generally thought he was a, an ex marine of some sort. The way he acted. <laughs> yeah. His oh, for sure. He's got the fucking fantastic tash. Mm. But I, I, uh, I asked him to come on to the on the podcast. We need to rearrange it actually. Excuse me. That line went down the wrong roll. Because he does a lot for Rock to Recovery as the old soldier. That's his mm. persona. Yeah, yeah. And, um, he's brilliant. But I, I asked him to come on, and he was like, "I'm, I'm not a, I'm not in the military." I was like, "You fucking could have fooled me." He looked it. I, I honestly, I, I assumed he was out. Yeah, obviously, his 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 uniform was historical. That was clear. But um, yeah, no, I, I just assumed he was like the way he talked to your brother when your brother turned up late. Hilarious. Oh, it, it was hilarious. But that shit doesn't work. You Darren. you were so annoyed at him, by the way. Like <laughs> like Darren probably knows this anyway. But honestly, in your head. Like there were two things going on. You were like, I don't want the photo without my brother because I want my brother in the photo because he's my brother. Yeah. And then, and so you were like, you were like doing everything to stall things from happening. And the second he turned up, you went from being like, oh, well, we need to make sure that my brother can be in the photo. You're like, fucking hell. Like, what are you doing to me? Turn up <laughs> late. Like, this is like recording a podcast. Like, come on. Hey, and everyone else was so there. late. And he was closer to the ground than anybody else. <laughs> you... I didn't get it. Do you, do, you, do, you, do you know the story of me driving him home? No. <laughs> so, yeah so um obviously we went to the, the pub the night before to do a bit of team bonding yeah and uh we said look, that's where we met Darren, ronnie that's name isn't ronnie yeah um and, and story. another story uh, there's a couple of stories um and then 
Georgie and Lana wanted to get home or get back to the where they were staying, which is fair enough. Um, so Darren was like, and Lana said, well, I'll come pick up you. And I said, look, I'm, I'm not too far away, I believe. I, I'm happy to drop you home. I'm not going to drink anyway. I'm, I'm driving anyway. So it's not stopping me from doing anything. Um, I'll, I'll happily drop you off. Cool. Um, cool so, of course, yeah, yeah, this is a great story so far. Um, <laughs> so... Me, him, and Big Tom, the last ones uh, there, I think uh, Dunny's around. Um, and I, I start taking Darren home, but he kind of forgets where is he staying. Uh, and he's like, oh, I think it's near McDonald's. So we start like looking for a McDonald's on Google Maps and like we go to the wrong McDonald's. <laughs> so I think it's down here. Yeah, no idea. No, yeah, we, we found it eventually. Um, not not too too long out of the way, but uh, yeah. Just mate, I've got, got some other stories that I'm going to bring up in a second. I really need a pee, so I'm going to press pause. All right, mate. I'm back. Was that the ad break? That was the ad Presumably, break. Presumably, those, those, those are people that... That would be normally, but I'm too lazy to, uh, to do that. So, the kit. I'll strap in, mate. Darren Thompson had one job, and that was to do the kit. Now, rightly so, the kit looked fucking great. <clears throat> but I sent Darren an updated list of the players that were playing and the numbers that they were wearing. He gave whoever it was, wherever we got the kit done, the old list of the players that were playing and the numbers that they were wearing. So when I pulled the shirts out, there were players on there that weren't in my fucking team. Brilliant. So I had to run around. Well, first of all, I had to tell Big Tomo that we're missing, I think it was two shirts, maybe three. Two or three shirts. So could he go back and get some because they were missing? Wasn't he like glossed about at that time? Yeah. He was already on his way. He was not happy. You could have given me a, a bell, mate. I'd have. Uh... I didn't know you'd left. I didn't know what time you were leaving. And yeah, I, was, I had my I had my head up my ass because I wanted to fucking have a fight. Um, yeah. And then I had to spend the morning of the game finding someone to print the shirts. Oh, but the lady didn't have the colours to print the badge on the shirt. She only had like white print. So she yeah, managed yeah. to get the sponsor on, which was Kate's cousin's company. Yeah. And the name's on the back, luckily. But, mate, I was fucking... So I got all excited. on the, on the... But it would have been Saturday morning. So I fucking mm. opened up the bag, all excited, pulling the shirts out, going, oh, look at that fucking spot on them. And then I pulled one out, and I was like, well, he's not he's fucking playing. playing. He's not fucking playing. Darren, oh, what the fuck? He was like, well, you sent me the list. Yeah, I sent you the fucking update list. You're listening. You're cut. <laughs> but it all got sorted. Oh. It all got sorted. Bless him. Kate's telling me now. It's funny because I, I can talk whatever I want on it because Kate pretends that she listens to it. She doesn't. Just me, mate. Yeah, just you, mate. You're my only, <laughs> you're my only fan. <laughs> <laughs> We've covered that. <laughs> only fans. Um, no, because... Uh, Obviously, there's sort of talks that we could possibly get another game in against Arsenal. Yeah. 
Potentially. I'm still waiting for them to email me back. I'll try again at some point. But it's like, what next? Because I like raising money for good causes. Well, I've done it for uh, Help for Heroes when I did my Spartan race, Cancer Research when I did my boxing match, Boxer Recovery for the football match. What next? What next? So I've been thinking some sort of ball or gala. Okay, um, well, I, I believe you're only 35 grand you can get Boris Johnson because he's going to be he's looking for work soon. That, that cunt's not invited, mate. Um, <laughs> I think a ball, a ball would be good. Yeah. Because I was, I, I've been talking to obviously Reese Thomas and uh, Matt Creel from Tidy Butt, which is a mental health charity in Wales. How are you feeling? I'm Tidy Butt. Tidy Butt. He knows. Um, I know. I know all about it, mate. So I was thinking we, I might do something with to coincide with them. Obviously, the contacts that we both have, we can get some good guest speakers and potentially raise some money. And then uh, obviously. I've still got in the little seed in my mind whether to start up my own foundation sort of thing. But again, it's one of those things where it's a lot of work and I'm work. on my own. And you, suddenly you've got to start putting in accounts to the charity commission and things like that. Which like it's just get like you have to start paying for all that. Hang on. Oh. Oh. Yeah, I think Martha's getting it. I think it's our food shop. <laughs> Food shop, yeah. To be fair, mate, genuinely, I need to do that. I had to go down to the what? Right, I don't. Did you have nicknames for the shops as a kid? You mean like a generic nickname for the shops, or like each shop has got its own nickname? Each, each shop had its own nickname, like the Gorsley Lane shop. Yeah. Oh, okay. Was the right, yeah. And then yeah. where my mum works now was the yeah. paper shop because that's where you used to get the papers from. Mm. That's that was our that so if my mum went, oh can you go get some milk? Can you go down the little shop? I'd go down the little shop. Can you go get me a newspaper? Go to the paper shop. But anyway, so our shop at the end of our road, the, the girls call it the crazy shop. But we have no idea why. Crazy shop. Like, yeah, you need to find that out. It's like, Daddy, can we go get some sweets from the crazy shop? Why is it called the crazy shop? It just is, isn't it? That's not an answer. Anyway, well, what were we talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> charity, mate. Charity. charity. Yeah. Because, but that's the thing. I'd love to, I've got the idea and I know what I want to do. But it's how to get it started, how to do all the other bits and bobs. And if I'm honest, I'm not that bright in terms of that sort of stuff. I know I could get some help. But I'm also quite, I quite enjoy doing it for other people that are doing wonderful things. Yeah, I, I think it, it's a, the thing is like when you start, when you create a charity, um, now instead of just doing the thing that you want to do, you have to also do the administration yeah, yeah. and running the charity. So let's say that takes you like a, a minimum five days a year of effort to run the charity all the all the crap you've got to do like never mind trustee meetings and board meetings and stuff so like maybe you're talking 10 days a year worth of effort well that's 10 days that you can't now do on raising money for for something else but you've got more autonomy about what you do with the funding and um, and yeah. whatever so you know it, obviously 
So a lot, obviously, I like the, the what they did with. Uh, we'll, we'll use Tidy Butt as the example. Yeah, sure. All, they're a small charity and they're doing fucking wonderful work and they're doing yeah, yeah. stuff that I really want to do. Hmm. But also, it's stuff that I can't really do because of the nature of my job. I work yeah. Monday, well, at the minute, I do four on two off. But previously, when I first started the job, I'm doing hmm. Monday to Friday. You can't really go and chat at schools <laughs> yeah, or businesses and things like that if you're working Monday to Friday. Because but then again, it's sort of like, what, what, why do you need to be a charity to do that? No, like, no, you don't. I think that, that's the, that, like, that of course is, it means you can raise money that would fund the activity. So you could say, I'll go yeah, for free. The, the, main, the, main purpose, stuff, but... the main purpose of what I would like to do is something that some of the bigger charities are now missing mm. on, yeah. which is those, phone calls for example mm. because i find that now these big charities we'll, we'll take mind for example not saying that they're a bad yeah yeah not saying they're fucking great but it seems that they're too preoccupied on raising money for their charity instead of doing what their charity is designed for i could be completely wrong i could be but They've got, like, for example, they've got their name now on the back of the championship football teams that's sponsored by Mind. So why are you sponsoring a football thing? You should be getting sponsored by the football teams, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and doing more to get these people through therapy and, and, and doing one-to-one chats and counselling, blah, 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 blah. They probably are. They probably there's probably too much of a large scale that they can't cope with the demand, quite possibly. But also, from first-hand experience through different charities within the military, you get sent a caseworker that doesn't show up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, and, and those holes in the system have real, you know, real life impact, or you know, death, life or death impact, actually, for for, for people, um, and and that's really scary. Right, that there's holes in the system that li- lead to those sorts of issues. Um, Definitely, you know, um, and that, that's wrong. And also, like, what? Why is it up to a charity to do that? And I know they do. And, and but you know, <laughs> like, why is that support having to be provided by a charity rather than like, yeah, the country? Yeah. Like, you know, um, and people fall through gaps in, in medical, you know, health, yeah, yeah. Uh, non yeah, mental yeah, health I issues. Have, I have now started hearing um, adverts on the radio hmm. for for that. Are you struggling with your mental health? Yeah. Talk to your GP, get referred mm. to. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which is good. Uh, good. Yeah, it seems yeah, yeah. to be something that sort of sparked a trigger for that. Because um, I said it I said it before, I think it was with uh, Reese, possibly. <clears throat> when I went to the doctor, they were like, mm, yeah. have your tablets. It's like, well, I'd rather do anything else. Is there anything mm. else I can do? No, take these it's like okay yeah. which they worked don't get me wrong but they did what they were meant to do but yeah. yeah they did they did what they meant to do but they also did things that i didn't want it to do mm-hmm. silly things excuse me like 
But then was there was there like was, was there any more support? Was it just his tablets and go away? Or that was, was there it. any other like because I yeah. think that that's the difficult thing, isn't it? Like, I, I, like I giving tablets I, is an easy solution. Yeah, yeah. It seemed like it was an easy out. Like they wanted to have. This sounds wrong, but this is what it felt like as a patient going there. Yeah, sure. A real patient. If you know what I mean, someone that I can see that they're ill, I can see that they've got a cut on their arm or they're dribbling because of fucking snot. But even if it's not, you know, effectively, um, you know, the, the, the role of the physician is, is to treat the, yes, the thing, right? And so yeah. it's sort of like, okay, box is ticked. I'm not saying they were doing a box ticking exercise, but like effectively, right person diagnose uh, and and then once i diagnose provide some some solution and sometimes that's a referral sometimes it's i can sort it out now cool done here are the tablets off you go you're fixed and sorted whereas actually what it sounded like you you said from from the things you said on the podcast before like a bit more support on some things not that you wouldn't have taken the the, the pills but like you came straight off and like you came off and went cold turkey because you didn't like what they were doing yeah, yeah, and actually, if you'd had a bit of help and support somewhere, you might have had a more smoother transition off them, and and actually, someone yeah. to hold your hand through that process, right? And this is what it's going to be like, and this is what it's going to feel like, and you're probably not going to like it, but this is the plan. Whereas it's yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. all nothing problem it was fixed. I had to make the sort of decision on my own where I knew, really, I had people like yourself, Kate, Darren. Like that. I could have spoken to any one of you to say, look, I don't like these tablets. What do you think yeah. I should do? Yeah. <clears throat> but when I when I first went there, it was literally as though I first of all, I was on a on a on a real shit one. And me and Kate had a had a had a conversation. She said, Right, we need to do something. You need to talk to the doctor. So I went, right, I don't want to, but I'll do it because mm. I can see what it's doing to the family. Yeah. I that would have taken real courage, mate, by the way. That would taken real courage to say, you know what? I don't want to do this. This is a scary oh, thing. It was horrible. Like, but I'm going to do it anyway because I love you guys. I mean, you know, that's really important to like, acknowledge how, the, what an amazing thing you did. I was outside one of the office blocks in at work. Yeah. <clears throat> and I was in their work vehicle. And I went, right, I've got to do it now. Otherwise, I won't do it. I phoned them up. And I, I fucking broke down, mate, on the, on the phone to the, this fucking doctor. Um, yeah. and I was like, I'm fucking struggling I'm not in a good place I need to book an appointment <clears throat> so fairness got the appointment, went down there and it was literally a five minute conversation yeah. like what's the matter <laughs> basically mm-hmm. it's like it, there's several things that matter, I'm not in a fucking good place, this this and she was like okay, can you fill out this form and it was literally a piece of paper, mate. A four bit of paper mm-hmm. with like, how do you feel about this? And then you'd like, yeah. or or and it was like a yes or no sort of. And then they they would tally it up and you'd get a score, and then they would go, All right, on this, on this, you are depressed. So well, I could have fucking told you that. Yeah. If you'd ask me. And then it's like, oh, and this one. You're severely anxious. You've got severe anxiety. I was like, okay, I don't feel like I've got anxiety. When I when certain things I get anxious about, sure, everybody does. Right? If 
for example, I didn't get anxious about having this podcast because you're my best mate. I was more excited about having this podcast. If I had, will you someone like Shocker, the rap artist? That yeah, I yeah, yeah. That was a good, good podcast, by the way. I love that He's podcast. incredible. But yeah, and, and yeah, no, yeah. Unfortunately for him, his his mother just passed away. So big shout oh, out yeah. to um, Shocker. Yeah. Um, but I was anxious because I'd never spoken to him before, and he was. He's a bit of a star. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so I was like, well, his and they went, oh, okay, cool. We'll start you on this dose on the on the yeah. on the tablets. It's like, okay, could we not have a come? But then again, I was also not in the right headspace to go. Can we do something else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. I just went. All oh, right, those white tablets will fix me. <clears throat> and I've said to to Kate from as soon as I started taking them. I, I said, I don't want to be reliant on little white tablets. Mm. Now, I know there's certain people out there with big, big influences like Dr. Alex from Love Island, who is now the lead mental health blokey. Um, but he, he's now set up a thing where he takes a photo of his tablets to get rid of the stigma behind taking tablets. All for that sure mm -hmm. but also there are other things to do than taking a, a white pill in my opinion mm. and that's the sort of thing i don't know whether it's because the gp herself or himself was overrun that they thought oh we need to get in and out in and out got a bag lot of backlog of fucking people here or whether it, that's how they dealt with it i don't know because i can only speak from my own personal experience <clears throat> but i mean i think it's it, one of the things that's great about the podcast is you do speak from your personal experience and like um you know there might be people out there listening and um, whether they're listening now in in the next few days or weeks or whether it's something they find and stumble across now you're you're you only you're, you're listening well they'll be, <laughs> be listening they'll be listening when they're hearing me say now so in their head they're like yeah i am listening now i'm like yeah it's because your list yeah um <laughs> it'll be me listening now uh hi chris and uh <laughs> um but like to talk about it and 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 say you know this was my this was my real experience and i'm not this is the right way for anyone to do it but this I is what i did and and i think that's really important to and have i think voices. you touched on something then is what is important as well and we'll go back to other things but it's this worked for me doesn't mean yeah. it will work for you. Yeah, yeah we're all different. For example, yeah, I didn't know what to do when I to deal with my fucking mental health issues, um, problems, whatever you want to call it. Um, I used to write poetry and things like that. <clears throat> I used to, well, I used to jot down in a journal, as you know, you've read it. Um, but sometimes I couldn't get into words onto paper mm. through yeah. uh, having dyslexia. As you know, you are another person that has that. Um, sometimes it's difficult to get it onto paper or you write it down and you read it and you're like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah for sure. So for me, it was, I'm going to talk about it. And I thought when I first started it, I thought if this helps me, it might help someone else. Mm. But predominantly, it's to help me. Mm. 
And I believe uh, at, at the minute, it's working, excuse me, especially for me, it's working wonders. Oh, boring myself. Um. <laughs> but but it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Like, so, so you know, you're talking about, I needed to be, I needed the way that you've been processing, you know, these thoughts and feelings is, is by expressing them somehow through, you know, as you said, through your poetry and then through your writing. Um, and then much like me, like I'm a much better speaker than I am writer. I mean, I've chosen a job where I literally write for a living. Um, but I, like, I, so my writing is a lot better now than it was. But like, I literally sometimes struggle to get stuff down on a page. So to say like, actually, what makes much more sense for me as a dyslexic person who needs to express myself in order to process some of these, um, these things that are going on in my head, why don't, why don't I just talk about it? Like such yeah. a, like it's it's the perfect idea. It's the perfect outlet. Um, and it, it was literally I so I added a little chat with Darren. We spoke about it a couple of times before I even thought. Well, fuck, I'm gonna do my own one. We we're like, should we do a podcast? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah nah. Yeah. And then I thought, you know what, I'm gonna do it. Yes, I I had the fucking downs to start with. They've seemed to have plateaued. We'll watch them all crawl out the woodwork in a minute. You fucking said what? Fuck off, cunt. Um, but <laughs> funnily enough, right? So, as you know, I have a bit of a restless fucking mind. Like, I have, like, Kate, Kate said, I said this the other day, and Kate went, no, You don't. If you have a restless mind, why don't you do some more housework or something? And I, <laughs> That's not what I mean. Yeah. Um, or no, what is it? I always have to be doing something. And she's like, mm. well, that's not true. Cause you always have like days off where you don't do anything. It's like, no, that's not what I mean. I mean, in mm. my mind, I need to have yeah. a goal to get to at some point. Yeah. yeah. And I had this fucking idea that popped in my head. I was like, I'm going to write another book, but it's not going to be a, um, factual way. It's going to be a fictional book about whatever. I was jotting down these fucking ideas. I said to Kate, I went, I might, I might do another another book, like a fictional book. Around the basis of mental health, like someone who's really struggling. Yeah, 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 yeah. And towards that end where he's thinking about doing something. She went, please don't write another book. She went, I can't deal with the comments. <laughs> I went, it's not going to be about yeah. me. They're not going to be targeting me. <laughs> Speaking about fictions on mental health, though, have you seen Martin Friedman's Responder? Yes. About him in the police. We haven't finished it, but we're watching it in a minute. Oh, I won't give any spoilers, but I think that's... Uh, I, I really... Yeah, like, as a... I mean, again, I, I've not had any serious mental health issues. Um, we've all had, we all have down days, but nothing nothing like, like yeah, you've it. gone through. But, but the way he portrays this is, like, literally... Yeah. And, and it's all about stress and pressure build up yeah, yeah. over time. And, it, and, it, and he's like, I can't, I've got to go for four more days. And, and the thing I, I thought was really good about the series was it shows not just the pressure on him and he's got, he's got mental health issues and everyone else is fine. Like, um, you know, the, I don't know if you've got to the bit where his therapist, um, she makes a mistake. Have you got yeah, that get bit? his name wrong. Yeah. She gets his name wrong. And she's like, and she's like I'm really sorry. Um, and yeah, she gets in there, and then she she suddenly has like a little mini breakdown in her mind. She's like, yeah, they, yeah. and she's like, there used to be two of us, and there's only one, and 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 she's just like, and literally, goes, I, I'm struggling to cope. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he walks out. You don't even know. And, and you see it, you know, because otherwise, if it hadn't been for that moment where she says that, you'd have been like, oh, well, the, the system's, you know, she's failing him because she's not really. Yeah, yeah. But now you see that actually the pressure isn't just on him, the pressure's yeah. on, on so many different people. And, and there, again, there are yeah, other, yeah. other story plots around yeah. other people. I think it's really, really interesting. I think, I think it shows a, a good a good side to what it's like living with someone that has yeah. that sort of issue. Like, I always talk about what it was like for Kate. I can only speak on behalf of myself, sure. but seeing what it was like on Kate, like, how, how she didn't just go, I'm fucking had enough of you. Fuck off, because you're a dickhead. Because in my head, that would have made sense. Because I was. I was a fucking complete waster. <clears throat> wasn't my fault that I was a waster. It was how I was dealing with the issues that were inside. And, yeah, it just takes its toll on, ev on everybody involved. I've had it with people close to me that have been struggling, and I've had phone calls from close people. I'm not going to name all here because it's not, not sure, fair. No, it's not right here. But it's like, okay, cool. I'll give them a phone call. And make sure they're doing all right. But that responder, mate, is is brilliant. And another one that I always think is brilliant, and a lot of people go, well, yeah, it's brilliant because it's funny because he uses the word cunt a lot. And that's uh, obviously Afterlife. Afterlife, yeah. I've not, I've not seen the third series. For whatever reason, I was just <coughs> not around to watch it yet. It's but... brilliant because he knows exactly what to do in terms of making you go from laughter to then, like, almost crying. There's a bit... Um, it's not really a spoiler because it, it, there's a bit where he's in the uh, children's ward and the, with the cancer kids and there's a, a little girl that shaved her hair off to be like her sister. Oh, I think I've seen the hair, the highlight of it. Yeah. Oh, mate. I'm, I had a fucking lumpy throat and I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking burst into tears in a minute. Is this when he's saying she's at home? Is that bit? Yeah, yeah. Where he says, my wife's at home. And, yeah, where's your wife? Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and, and she's like, yeah. a little boy, and he's like, Is there, um, oh, are you going to come back? And he went, Yeah, I'll keep coming back until you get better. And he goes, Oh, when I'm in heaven, do you believe in heaven? And I was, and he was like, Oh, yeah, because he says it to make the kid feel good. And I was like, Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, my, my kids literally brought that up the other day, mate. They were talking about heaven. And what it mm. and what angels are, and I remember mm. the quote from Afterlife. And I said to the girls, I went, "Well, angels are everywhere," and they, and they looked at me as though I was talking fucking Swahili. And I went, "No, they're everywhere." I went, "When you see a good, kinded person, and they're doing things for other people, they put other people first. That's an angel. They're helping other people." I went, "Who do you know that?" puts people first all the time, never really think about themselves. And they both went, mummy. And I went, that's because your mum's an angel. And they were like, oh yeah, yeah, you're right, dad. I was like, I know I'm right. Because I put a big post about Kate the other week because yeah, she's doing fucking so much, whether it's helping her mates or helping mates that weren't really her mates and then they shat on her and things like that. And she all, always, puts other people first it's fucking it's she's an unbelievable woman and it's yeah like heaven 
if there is a heaven, I hope there is. That's another thing I was going to bring up to you. Actually, I saved it on my phone and my phone's dead. It was like, what, what, what do you think happens? When you die? At the end. Because you're, you're a logical man. Yeah. A man of science. Like okay, if if you really want to get, I, I can I can go before, deep on before this. you go on to it because I was always yeah, yeah. In the same sort of light as the Sopranos, and people go, "What well, fuck are you on about?" I'm going to spoil this for people now. <clears throat> During the boat scene in the Sopranos, he asks, I can't remember the character's name. He goes, "What do you think happens when you die?" And he says, "It cuts the black, and that's it." And I was like. Yeah. And by the way, what happens at the ending of Sopranos? Spoiler alert. Oh, nice. He's sat at the bar. Yeah. And then, or with his family, sorry. And then it just cuts to black. There's no titles, no music, just cuts to black. And everyone's like, well, that's a fucking shit ending. It's not if you paid attention to the other episodes. But in my head, as a logical, scientific thinking man, that's what happens. So go. Right. <laughs> um, so this is where we earn the, 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 the PhD bit, the philosophy um bit. Um yeah, yeah. So okay, what in most likelihood, what I think probably happens is a curse of black, right? That's what I think probably happens. Um, and and I think we're talking about a, a larger debate on like science versus religion. And so if I were to say, um, you know, where, where am I? If 10 is like uber atheist, there's no way God can exist. Like, like it, it just won't happen to one being like God 100% exists, right? 100% definitely exists, 100% doesn't exist, 10 to 1. And I can't say 100% God doesn't exist because, I, I, you know, as a science person, I, I can't, I've not got a test to prove that God doesn't yeah. exist. <laughs> so I can't actually rule it out, right? I can't really rule it out. So I can't say that I'm 10 out of 10 on the atheist scale, but I think it probably is. So I'm probably like an eight or a nine. Um, yeah. And I stole that from Richard Dawkins, who, who uh, famous biologist, atheist. Um, and, and so here's, here's, the other, here's the other thing that I've got on science versus religion. And um, your listeners don't want to hear this. There's a thing called the paradigm incommensibility thesis that suggests, oh, yeah, I know, it's philosophy <laughs> of science, philosophy of science, um, where effectively a paradigm is a way that you view the world, right? A lens that you view the world through. So if you're viewing the world through the lens of science, that could be one paradigm. And then um, religion could be a different paradigm. So you can look at the same phenomena. And if you're using the science paradigm, then you'll have one explanation for it. And if you use the um, religion uh, lens, you'll have another explanation for it, right? Same with sometimes the left and right, they can look at the same thing and come up to different solutions because they're looking yeah. at it through a different lens, right? We, so as far as I'm concerned, because science and religion are almost so fundamentally different, you can't use the rules of science to disprove religion and you can't use the rules of religion to disprove science. They're just two separate things. So trying to say, ah, well, you, I'm going to do an experiment to prove that God doesn't exist or God does exist. Like you, you can't because they're just different lenses to look at the world through. So personally, I, I think the explanatory power of the science lens, the science paradigm is stronger, is a better way of trying to explain what happens 
in the world and in that science paradigm that lens th there isn't room for god because you can explain everything through the science lens now 2000 years ago or however long it was before we had all this technology and um all these scientific advancements the god lens looks pretty bloody powerful because you say why does that happen like there's this god thing and by the way as a form of control and a form of power um that's really useful as well because if you do bad shit now then you'll get caught in you know in heaven or hell that's a you know as bearing in mind we didn't have useful sort of police forces and yeah, infrastructure yeah. and cctv and forensics evidence you know that's that's quite a useful lens to use um as a way of controlling people and whatnot but also as a way of explaining what's going on so i think probably we cut to black and it's done but um i would say on my god religion thing um you can't you you can't say i'm going to use science to disprove religion because i think they're separate now you raise kids obviously Imogen goes to the uh, church school because it's actually the one that we're in the catchment for we couldn't go to Southampton, then you had to go um to st paul's um and and so she has questions about god and i think we're reasonably open with her that like some I, people think this i I'm, I'm annoying with with my girls when they bring it up okay what do you think god says okay which one we're, yeah, that's that's the very really interesting, right? And then she's like, then they look really confused at me. Like, well, are you talking about all the Hindu gods, or are you? Yeah, yeah. But then I get really into it, and then and then they're like, "Why do you know so much about religion?" And I'm like, "Well, I went to a Christian school, Christian, yeah, and then I served in Muslim countries, hmm. so you have to know a little bit about um, the Muslim faith." And, and whatnot and you and then you look into different things and you find out like jesus was actually a prophet of yeah he's like the third most important person in in the in the yeah, like, well um, faith they're all interlinked in some sort of way apart from like certain ones that have got a thousand gods and whatnot but but, but like i think effectively someone explained it to me that like judaism Judaism was like the original, and obviously there's the New Testament and the Old Testament. Yeah. So Christianity came along and kind of redefined um, that faith and put a new spin on it. So it's Judaism 1.0. And then, um, again, this is how it was explained to me by someone who is a Muslim. They so you know, and then um, Islam kind of took some of those principles as well and then redefined yeah. it again, brought in Prophet Muhammad. Um, and, and you could say it's kind of, yeah. 3.0 kind of the next evolution yeah. um again I, i'm fortunate you know when we were living in hereford i didn't know anyone who was a muslim yeah um, was a, but I, I was fortunate enough to uh to the girls as well because obviously they've got a very wide range of students at their school they've got a yeah, few sure. um kids from africa they've got a couple of um yeah. ones from the muslim faith I believe they've got a couple of Hindus in there. Why not throw that in there? Um, you know, it's a very eclectic range of religion, yeah. races and things like that. And I was like, at my school, I don't even think we had many even black kids at yeah. Bishops. Yeah, only, only a, a real handful. I don't know if that was it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, I think, you know, I turned up to university. I mean, okay, there was um, a bit more ethnic diversity at college. Yeah. Um, but not much more it wasn't much um, no. not much more um but I, yeah i turned up to university and all of a sudden like you're privileged to be thrown in this melting pot 
of um of people from different backgrounds different countries different faiths um and like you it's not just like people that you kind of occasionally see like you're living in halls of residences from people from all over the world um you're studying you're in group coursework and you're having to work with people from different cultural backgrounds different ways of working and you know to touch back on a theme earlier again i was lucky enough to play in the basketball team um and again a whole a, a different set of people again there um from another set of countries uh, another set of religions um and it was you know it, it's really lucky to be able to be in that position to actually meet these people because you know it it's um you know it's important it's important to kind of realize that not everyone is the same as you and you can learn a lot from it it fucking helps to broaden your mind in terms of other people like obviously we're white heterosexual you could say male, male whatever yeah. Yeah. privileged yeah. commas and I, I this goes back to back to the black lives matter movement and all that sort of stuff and people coming up with um all, all people matter. Oh, of course they do that's not the point of the fucking thing um but then i had had people argue with me about um you're fundamentally racist because you're white and all this i'm like hang on a minute you don't know anything about me i served in the military where we're literally colorblind because we have to work with people from all walks of life whether it's a black u.s marine or an afghani national policeman army army man soldier oh, oh yeah soldier probably or someone from from jordan or fucking the royal tongan marines etc etc it's like we're literally colorblind we don't see color In yeah that... I, I i i think i almost have a slightly i mean i i get the the sentiment behind the colorblind thing and um, for me i think I, I think it's important that we do sometimes see that um because yeah, actually I, I as agree. i said because there's these these because there are these different cultural backgrounds yeah. and like so the way that you just like the way that you'd interact with a senior officer is not the same you'd interact with yes, a squad. I get that. I you, get that. you know th there are some times where um you know if i'm i teach students from all over the world right i'm lucky again to teach students from all over the world um, and i have students from southeast asia who are taught in a very different um to students that may be taught in in western europe or in yeah. the uk or in america and so if i'm trying to you know work my way through some concepts and i know it's a di i mean i'm doing a different thing to when you're in the military um but like actually seeing that cultural diversity and understanding yeah. this is the way that i need to present this yeah. thing um i think that's important and then again the way that you speak to people the way that um you know you use your privilege to to kind of build up some of those groups you know you can be in a group of people where some people's cultures mean they they're not so comfortable speaking out and they're speaking their second language and then there might be a a, a white guy like me dominating the conversation yeah yeah I and know. actually as a student as a as a lecturer it's really important to try and make sure that that makes sense. People understand. No, actually, everyone's got something to offer here, and you're meant to be working as a team. Yeah, they're, um, they're not your team, um, and you know, even just to make sure that people's ideas get equal, you know, as equal billing as they can. 
Because I, I remember I was talking to one of my friends from the basketball team, actually. He came up to Manchester and did something up in Manchester with me. Like, but we were in the basketball team from uni. Um, and his um, wife or partner, she's sort of uh, Indian. And she was talking about how difficult it was to get people to do stuff at work, right? So she was like, she come up with ideas and like she's the leader, the boss, the manager, whatever. Um, and, and sometimes her ideas wouldn't necessarily happen. And, and he's, again, a tall, white, straight guy like me. Um, he said, surely you just say stuff and people do it, right? Yeah. If I just say, we should do this, people just do it. That's what happens. And she's like, no, that's not what happens for me. Yeah. Um, and, and I know other very really strong females. That, that view. Because yeah. we, we, we don't know. Well, oh, yeah. Yeah. However it works. So it, my, my team that I manage there's me and one other that's white so yeah. me and we'll call him in we're white <clears throat> um and then we've got two nepalese guys and two uh african gentlemen so the two african gentlemen are actually from different areas of africa we've got one nigerian and one from ghana yeah. i believe and it's yeah it's just such a an array of different things like we I've had to give one of the Nepalese guys a massive chunk of leave because his, uh, unfortunately his father passed away uh, during the lockdown and they have to have this ritual mm. where he passed away in the pool. So he has to go to the pool to do this ritual. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, Jesus, I'm used to just having a funeral. Yeah. I mean, I, I never yeah. thought like, oh, you guys have got to go home. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do, it's just different, just different. And going back to the religion thing, like I really wound Jess up the one day because she was talking about religion, and I was just like had an answer for everything. And she kept like poking little bears, poking poking the bear. She was, and then uh, I think that night there was a thunderstorm, and I went upstairs. I went, "That's your fault." She was like. What? I went, you really annoyed Thor. He is so angry right now. Can you not hear him smashing his hammer and sending the lightning down? He's the god of thunder, for fuck's sake. She's like, he's a Marvel character. I went, how fucking dare you? How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> you think that's, that's going to stop the thunder? I was like, he's a fucking Norse god. He's having a chat with his fucking dad, Odin, and he's going to kick your ass. <laughs> Hemsworth. He's a handsome man. I'm not gay, but I go down on him. Um... <laughs> Joke for something. What was that from? Good old Chris. Is he? Is that? Yeah. That's Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Not, um... the, the, look, but the, the... Liam. I mean, we could Liam. And there's a few of them, I think. Yeah, there's another one, I think, as well. There's, a, there's another brother as well. Yeah. The, the, there's a topic we've not talked about at all. Uh, I don't know. If, um, well, there's a couple of topics we've not talked about at all. Um, well, the two. Um, there's the Six Nations, which I mean, we could just skirt over. Um, also, special day for someone today. It is, mate. Seventy. Well, actually, I can think of a few people a special day for, but yeah. Well, we'll we'll, we'll start with um, obviously, it's a special day, but it's also a sad day for Manchester United fans, as obviously, it's the uh, the Munich air disaster. 
Oh, is uh, it? Happened in 1958. Um, but yeah, that, 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 a tragedy for, for football in general. Mm. Um, so we'll talk about that briefly because a lot of people talk about those that were playing for Man United that died. So there was eight actual first team players that passed away during, yeah. the, during the disaster. There was also three members of staff and I believe there was a, a good few just civilians that were on that flight. There was 23 in total that, that, that perished. It's just... Um, the, the sort of the foundation that Manchester United was built on was the the youth setup that they brought in, which is why they were called the Busby Babes. Yeah. And how they went from that disaster in 1958, losing eight first team players. Back then, they obviously didn't have a large squad as it was. So then, 10 years later, they lifted, the, they were the first English side to lift the Champions League or mm. European Cup, as it was called. Yeah, yeah. Like, when they, when they first started to rebuild, they were borrowing players from fucking Charlton, Leicester, Nottingham, like, they were phoning them up saying, have you got any spare players? Doesn't matter if they're any good or not. Mm. Just so That's that they can stay, stay afloat. Yeah. And it was the fans that kept the team alive. They were sending the, the team donations like in the post. There's a brilliant movie called, it's literally called United. Mm. And it's got, I can't, I can't remember who it is, but there's a, a young a young actor. I think he was in Skins. He plays um, Bobby Charlton in it. Fucking brilliant movie. Really brilliant. And there's a, funny enough, there's a, a lady that used to work in a, what was the Moss Cottage that is now the Humming Garden in Hereford. <coughs> Beryl, her name was. Now, Beryl used to be, uh, used to date Duncan Edwards, who was the Manchester United captain. And she used to tell us about him all the time. I was like, he sounds like such a fucking brilliant bloke. Like, And he was supposed to be the next big thing you would have been him in like yeah. Bobby Moore as the centre halves most likely for, for England or whatever just fucking unreal but yeah sad day for that but also a happy day but technically it's not well, a happy yeah, yeah. Day. it is because today would have been the day where the king died yeah. Yeah. and our Liz, Liz. Majesty HRH Queen Elizabeth II Became queen. Yeah, seventy I years. Mean, I mean, seventy years, mate, on the throne. It's incredible. Is it seventy? Have I made that up? Seventy years, platinum jubilee. It's seventy, right? It's incredible. It's incredible. Remember the golden Yeah, we we have a party at my my gaff. Yeah, we threw eggs. Throw, mate. Throwing eggs. Yeah, I remember that. You won the down egg. the road. Yeah, we weren't throwing eggs at people, just so everyone knows. We were throwing eggs to each other. You had to catch an egg. Yeah, and it was who could be the furthest away. Yeah, we were something, in something, something British. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was fucking very brilliant. patriotic. That was great. We we yeah. went to um Unreal though. That I watched the program before we did the, the podcast. It was like 70 years of the Queen. Right. Like her first Prime Minister was Churchill. Incredible. Um yeah, he, yeah. he saw her off the plane, like obviously because yeah. he was good friends with um her dad. Can't remember his name. That's fucking bad history by me. Was he was he a George? I want to say he's a George. Yeah, sure. Um, she's, got be, she's got to be a George. Get, get, get a good uh, 
quick, quickly Google that. My phone's dead. It's definitely a George. Yeah, George. Yeah, it's definitely George. <laughs> it's definitely a George. George is sick. George is sick. I didn't want to like be committed to it. I was like, yeah, it's George, but like, well, Georgian. It's Georgian. Uh, anyway, right. yeah. And then I was like watching this program, the stuff that she's seen and been yeah. through from like 50, what was it? 50, 1950 something, wasn't it? Quick maths. Or 70 years ago. 52. Yeah, 52. Yeah, two trends. Yeah, yeah, nine fifty-two. It's incredible. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, fifty-two. Yeah. Can, can I tell you a good Queen story? Queen okay. story. Well, you met the we queen. went to London. At, no, I've never met the Queen. Um, we went to London uh, just at uh, the beginning of January because um, Martha had been working a lot over Christmas, so we thought we'll, we'll go to London, um, and we decided we'd go in the evening to go see. Um, Buckingham Palace, take the girls on the tube. We'd already eaten Buckingham Palace and then um, and then back home. So we get, we're walking up to Buckingham Palace and Imogen and I go, like, oh my God, this is incredible. Look how huge this, this building is. And I'm like, yeah, the Queen's in, like that's where the Queen lives. And we, we, we actually made it clear that she wasn't there at the moment. Um, and there the were these police. Uh, the, the, the Royal Standard wasn't up. No, no, it was oh, just the, um, just the, the, the flag. Flying. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> And there are these police officers like within the gates. I say, I'm, I'm carrying Ivy because it's quite late. She's tired, so I'm, looking, I'm just carrying her in my arm. I say to her, um, oh, look, the police officers, they're there to protect the Queen. You know, they're there to protect Buckingham Palace. She's like, oh. and they're really nice. They're waving at us, they're saying hi. And, and, and uh, Ivy's kind of waving back. I say, oh, maybe they're there to make sure no one steals that Christmas tree. There's a lovely Christmas tree with all these lights on. She was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, Ivy, should we steal the Christmas tree? And she's all of a sudden, like, and, and I was like, if I just put you under the gate, and, you, and she starts covering my mouth so the police officers can't hear me conspiring. <laughs> Daddy, Daddy, <laughs> don't, don't, the police officers just there. <laughs> so um, she would, she was a proper little gem there. It was so funny, um, so funny. She was like, <laughs> yeah, it's amazing what you can like trick kids with. Unbelievable. Well, Smudger, my fucking MacBook is going to die. I haven't got the charger with me today because the fucking lead is broken in the in the shed. All the lights oh, are powered from the Mac. That's how cool my lights oh, are. No. Oh, wow. You've got, are they like the circular ones? No, no, I'm not that gay. Um, just just on a Thursday. Man love Thursdays. Um, today's Sunday, so we're okay. But yeah, mate, always a privilege. And we've covered up some fucking topics today. I'm gonna, it's gonna be a struggle for me to choose what to snip to put in the post. Oh yeah, you gotta you gotta get a snip. You gotta get a snip, mate. I uh yeah, yeah. What, what, what should we have a little review? What would you think was the best? How's yeah, we'll do that. About? Yeah, mate. You no, you, you got yeah. Um no, it's it's been a good chat, dude. Good good to catch up with you. The thing is, I I just feel like I always know what's going on in your life because I listen every week. Um so, well, oh yeah, no, actually, I haven't actually spoken to him. I just hear his voice. I just know. Just know, yeah. Just know, yeah. like. Cool, dude. Well, have, have a good week. I'm going to accent on, though, and I like, you ready? Yeah. I'm going to say goodbye, like. Come from Newton Farm, innit? Right, anyway. North side of the river, baby. <laughs> Smudger, always a privilege.
Never a chore. Never a chore, mate. Have a good one. Catch you later. Bye.